0: Welcome to Season 2 of Visiting's radio show, where we talk to artists who are engaged with the public outside the traditional exhibition space. I'm Alan Nakagawa. Linda Ravenswood is a multi-talented artist, a member of the Melrose Poetry Bureau, founder of the LA Press, and a passionate Los Angeles native. (laughs)
1: Alan, <laughs> we're so serious. Um, it's your old pal Linda Ravenswood, Los Angeles lover, um, and uh, founder and editor in chief of the Los Angeles Press. Go LA, and artist, <laughs> and artist, yes, sound artist, book artist, lit artist, performance artist, poet, poet sure. Wet nurse. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> you didn't tell me that.
0: <laughs> um, thank you for coming.
1: It's my today. pleasure. Now. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, so we've been talking for, for an me. hour. I know. And so now we're just <laughs> turning on
0: the machine. Sorry about that. Um,
1: too bad for your listeners that we discussed the meaning of life. And right. And how L.A. is so important. <laughs> and yeah, it's too bad.
0: It, it's nice to be from a place. Isn't it? Yeah. Even though, it yes, it has changed. But well, I'm so still...
1: stentorian and bitchy about it. I'm no. like, you know, L.A. was this and it meant this and yeah. it smelled like this. And now you've turned it into <laughs> Las Vegas. Right? So. No,
0: it's not Vegas. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think better it's not that be. bad.
1: Is it? Well, here in your little piece of L.A. heaven that you know it's like they could have filmed la confidential here it's that's the true. greatest house <laughs> and thank you for keeping it old and perfect yeah it's home mm-hmm. my grandmother owned uh an antique store on fountain across from the old cedars of lebanon hospital in hollywood in los Feliz. and um when she closed the shop uh she had tons of merch and so she rented these garages all over Los Feliz and when I was a little little baby she'd walk with me around Los Feliz Mm -hmm. and she'd take me with her big set of keys and we'd open up some random garages you know and then inside would be like treasure you know like Cecil B. DeMille's prop closet just amazing amazing stuff and so I got to see all of that like like all old LA stuff in like old LA right. with an old LA person and just like roaming like Las Feliz Hollywood streets, like checking out her stuff. Cause she'd have, you know, old clients and they'd say, well, do you remember I have this room in, in my house in Montrose and I need, you know, a, a Meissen goblet. Can you please? And she would go and she would get one and bring it out. And then we'd, travel in her old uh chevrolet monte carlo and we travel up to like for instance maybe montrose or something or eagle rock and then she would deliver to her good customers (laughs) and so yeah so i I really grew up in la
0: and is she originally also from she's
1: from portland oregon portland and she came down here with her husband who worked for lemley's uh, my grandpa hugh and then they they started out here Owning movie theaters, like they owned the Montrose Theater and oh. lots of different theaters, you know, here in the West. Um, he, they lived in Portland for a long time, and there's the Clinton Theater up there, and he owned the Clinton Theater, which is still in operation wow. today. And they lived upstairs, and then next door they had a restaurant. So, yeah, super Western folks. Wow. Yeah, and then they came down here, and she actually built her house, you know, with her own hands. Uh, with you know lots of help from other builders, but the pictures of her like setting the stones along her driveway and it, uh, that was out in La Crescenta. Yeah, so she she helped build a little piece of the West, and she sure built the West in me. So. we talking about i don't know easter island what you're what
0: what are you um working on right now so Mm. it's the press
1: right so we're having a reading at alias books so patrick and his brother i believe had these two great bookshops alias books east in atwater and alias books west on Sawtell slash vegas and the one closed because it's the west side and i guess everybody's reading on their phone not in a book because they can't stand the smell of you know of a book I'm just oh. kidding. Um and so Okay,
0: now I'm I'm it's coming. Okay. So yeah. Alias book was around the corner from um uh, mm-hmm. the video place. No. Santa Monica Boulevard.
1: Santa Monica, south of Santa Monica on Sawtelle, I believe. Right. Right. And they just recently closed, I oh, believe. Yeah. Oh,
0: no, I I know that bookstore. Oh, mm-hmm. it did close, right? I I drove by a month ago and it it's well, gone. it's
1: its brother' shop is still is oh. st- still lives and it lives in Atwater. Okay. Everything that's holy and sacred about Los Angeles is moving east. Okay. It feels like to me like right. there's still a chance to find vinyl, okay, you know, uh, and walk by the river. yeah, I'm I don't mean to be so bitter, but I'm I, I know so many people who won't even go east any uh, sorry west anymore right. because it's so painful to them that it's just right like not that it's inaccessible mm. even though accessibility is an issue traffic makes things so inaccessible and you know you have to figure in two or three hours to go to the west right it's a trek it's a trek it's like we shouldn't be ungrateful. You know, it's, a trek is, is a wonderful thing to do. But <laughs> yes, there's just, there's something, yeah, something sad and devastating about how big and sprawling L.A. has become and how inaccessible, like, our families have become because of, the, you know, all of these congested things that are happening.
0: Right. There's so. still pockets of hope.
1: There are pockets of hope. You're right. You're a pocket of hope. (laughs) Still pockets of hope. Yeah, suddenly I'm thinking about Kim and, you know, her work. believe. Yeah. Yes. Because you have a bunch of her uh, work and designs on on your... I adore wild. Kim So do I yeah. yeah Suddenly I just thought of her uh, Wonderful installation out there in Van Nuys oh. Do you know the one? Uh, it's in the midst of a bunch of orange trees And it's Again, my my favorite thing A lineage piece that shows wow. like Who was here? What did they do? Oh. What did their tools look like? what did they build what did they hope for and you can sort of walk around this plaza out there i think there's a library and the city hall and then as you're wandering it's like you know her version of the stations of the cross mm-hmm. you, you know you can you you can see these sort of monumental like little like mushroom caps or something mm-hmm. that that tell these stories and i love those so, oh do you know that i can't i, I don't they, remember I the name of that, that piece. piece but yeah 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 so beautiful. Uh, and so there's one city of courts reminds me of that. close to here
0: of Kim's uh, what is it uh, what was it? Uh, the Martin Luther King quote it's uh, oh uh, walk a mile in his shoes or something like that mm. what was that? I don't um, know it's, anyway, it's, a, it's it's a, a it's like a s- little monument it's, or? A, it's a, a one mile civil rights uh, monument.
1: Oh gosh! Yeah. Well, maybe we can look that up later because I'd, yeah. I'd love to know it's, that.
0: it's it's pretty amazing. Mm. She she was able to um, do some research. I th- believe it's in the south. So somebody collected all of the a pair of shoes from every civil rights leader. Oh, how beautiful! And uh, there's a like a little museum. And oh. She she got a uh, permission to document all of these shoes, and she casts. Cast them into bronze, I believe. Oh wow! And so the monument is filled with all of these, but mm. then it's very, you know, it's in Kim style. Sure. And the the two monuments are a mile apart, so the idea is that you walk from one into the other. And oh, I walk love a that. A mile in my shoes.
1: I yeah. love that. What part of town is that in?
0: Just below uh, Baldwin Hills. Okay,
1: you know, I'll, I'll definitely look that up.
0: Like Dorsey High, around that. Okay. Yeah. And She's so humble. She doesn't Jefferson.
1: make a big production about her, you know, Ozymandias monuments that are all over town. Yeah, Just, I like, know. come upon them. Like, like what's, her, um, Sheila LeBrand de Brettfield, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, sure. Her Biddy Mason mural. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah.
0: That's, um, where does she live now? Is it Connecticut or New York? Or she or teaching Boston? out of Yale? I, I at can't Yale, remember. You
1: know? But, yeah, because yeah. you were talking about the women's building earlier.
0: yeah. When I was there, she wasn't there.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, she was, but she was teaching at Otis.
1: Oh, neat! <laughs> she, she
0: ran the, I believe it was the graphics program, maybe mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, I love I love those kinds of art pockets. I wish there were a million more.
0: Well, yeah, there should be.
1: Yeah, because like when I was, you know, when I was growing up, things were very, L.A. was a city of murals and and monuments and right. uh it something happened and it just that just stopped because i remember taking like the santa monica big blue bus uh-huh. as a kid and well that's different always poetry and then yeah and then there wasn't for years oh. and years and years and i i was always like where my people at, you know? Yeah, I only know
0: about Metro's program. But, yeah.
1: Did Metro used to be RTD? Mhm. And then it became Metro?
0: Yeah, it was the LACTC and and RTD. Oh neat. Became one SCRTD. Right. Became Metro. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Cuz we've done a lot of programs with Metro um and my group the Melrose Poetry Bureau. Mm-hmm. We've done mm-hmm. a lot of fun stuff. Oh. For them. Uh,
0: like what? Can you tell us?
1: Um we did a sort of a. Uh, I think it was called a Nevermore. Nevermore. Yeah, it was sort of Edgar Allan Poe meets the Valley. Okay. Meet uh, like all the poets of Los Angeles. Like I, th- I think it was a whole day long event. Out in in the Valley, um, Luis Rodriguez was there.
0: Was that? Um...
1: And it was a Metro sponsored.
0: I mean, was it for Halloween or what was the It was day yeah, of it was or? exactly
1: okay. it was around Halloween time. Okay. And then I ran this I created a like a libretto and a and I I oh. I'd love to do book art. Okay. I teach a lot of um book binding classes. Some wonderful uh practicum I learned from Kel Arts mm. when I was there um that served me so well. Um so I made a book and I carried it around like, you know, like the Statue of Liberty or something. And I carried it around and I took people on a tour of the valley. Oh, nice. And we would get on metro, mm-hmm. like on the bus, and we would go to some amazing spot. And then I would tell, like, the story of things that happened at this crossroads. Oh, and then we would go, like, we went to the Eclectic Theater. So we would go all the way from, you know, the deep West Valley. And then we'd come all the way, like, to, you know, Laurel Canyon. To the eclectic theater and then they had like an installation inside the theater and then we'd go back and yeah just very interesting all yeah and we and that part of this nevermore show Mm -hmm. the part that i curated was this tour wow yeah
0: was i mean was it a public bus or yeah yeah, metro bus yeah and
1: people would meet at the at the hub there out in the deep valley um and then we'd walk to the that, that bus oh, that's line. that's
0: great. Was that the North Hollywood station or no?
1: No, but we went through there. We, oh. we, we stopped at um, Valley College. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I believe oh. the bus station that we started at was... It's the one where all those cute peaches are and, like, little maybe Japanese children. It's a really sweet little, like... Oh, yeah, that's, Like the uh, Momotaro, fun. like... Do you know those really cute paintings. Yeah,
0: that's uh, mm, yeah,
1: yeah, so sweet. So that was our hub, and then we from there we'd go. Um,
0: oh, okay, that's great. Uh, yeah,
1: go to a bunch of different places, and then we oh. ended up. I believe the last stop was the Eclectic Cafe there in in on Laurel Canyon.
0: What was your favorite moment during that?
1: Talking about oh. how Laurel Canyon was an uh, like an ancient route. Mm. Um, that people had taken for you know hundreds, if not maybe thousands of years, mm-hmm. the Tongva had walked it, and uh, which reminds me of like where my family you know set down their roots here out in Montrose. There's like the Hahamonga uh, people, like that Honolulu street. Do you know that sort of that street that runs through Montrose, La Crescenta? No. Tell me that that's like there's some sort of amazing walking slash trade route that had been used for thousands of years so like like wilshire boulevard is like an amazing you know thousands of years people and even before then animals it was like this these arteries that are Mm. ours that we use today um we're the replacement people right they've been used for thousands and thousands of years Mm. and they found like amazingly especially on wilshire boulevard like animals from the ocean you know find their fossils all the way down wilshire which is so exciting to me and i guess why of course they have the tar pits there right so yeah so that that sort of deeper can you is it can a lens have a deeper quality i don't know longer quality i love that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know remembering those kinds of things right so that's what i hope the press does i hope that the la press tries to remember deeply and and then sort of points a trajectory that in- includes that deep lineage but also you know really a unho- hopeful eye on the future
0: what' be what's the tell me one of the first projects the Ally press will be working on
1: yeah so uh, we launched the online journal and the mission statement is to uplift and support traditionally underrepresented and marginalized groups in LA Mm. and that the tenor of the LA press has a lot to do with the West or what the West means Mm. which can be you know super varied Um, and then you know lots of intersecting ideas about displacement and about finding place and Mm. making place and staking claim and Those you know, very Western ideas. Right. Um, How did you get here? What? Why are you here? And what? What's your point? What do you want to make? Mm -hmm. What's your legacy? Who? Who are your people? Who supports you, and who do you want to support? So, kind of deep questions. Um, Yeah. Um, uh, Do you have
0: cohorts? Who else is part of that?
1: Yeah, a bunch of LA poets and visual artists um the first uh volume of the online journal we're calling it volume zero has some amazing uh la people um some wonderful uh writer and performance artist from art center um chelsea rector a uh, beautiful work of hers um is in the, a broadside so we do an online journal and then printed matter and then um I don't know if you know Phoneme Media. It's a really great book publishing company also here in the West, founded by David Shook, um, my wonderful mentor from uh, USC, LARB. Um, he is a poet and translator and Oxfordian uh, graduate. Mm. Um, really great guy. Uh, he translated uh Mike Sanchez, who's a very important um poet from Mexico, oh. indigenous language poet. And uh so we have a broadside of her work, um, a, a poem and then the other side of the broadside actually has uh some great bio uh, biographical material about her and mm. yeah, so the West
0: what and, and that's online.
1: Those two broadsides are uh, available. You can get them from the Los Angeles Press. Just write to me at the Los Angeles Press okay. at gmail.com or visit our website or come to our events. What's the website? The website is the Los So um, it's it sounds it all
0: sounds great. And but I, I wanted to make sure that we talked about this other work that sure. you you personally have been working on, sure. which is uh, initially why you when you contacted me, and this more public engagement.
1: Oh, my public engagement. facing yeah, yeah, yeah projects. Sure, so let's sure. Definitely get that in those t- the typewriter installation.
0: Yes. Yeah, poetry. Yes. yes. I, Can you walk walk us through like what, what
1: sure? Is so my mother was an executive secretary for a guy named Ted Braun Um, she worked from the time she was a little kid at her parents movie theater in Montrose the Montrose theater Um, and then she worked at Sears when she was 19 and then she started working for this public relations firm called Braun and Company and it was you know everything very LA based but it it was very sort of Madison Avenue Mad Men kind of environment Mm -hmm. Um, and time period uh, but here in Los Angeles and they had offices over on Kingsley near the Wilshire corridor and then they moved right across the street from Bullocks Wilshire uh, when I was a little baby Um, and uh, yeah so she worked for Ted Braun and she brought her work home with her all the time and she worked for Nelson Rockefeller and she was always typing out minutes and she had amazing IBMs, electric selectric typewriters that would hum right and sort of give off like a cool breeze somehow. And they had that amazing like a golf ball um printer inside that would instead of, you know, your regular manual typewriter right that would you depress the key and a hammer would strike the paper right Mm -hmm. so this incredible new technology had this imagine a golf ball inside of your typewriter that would turn and smash do you know an an electric typewriter would Mm -hmm. smash whatever key you wanted whatever symbol you wanted onto the page with such precision and glory um so i was raised like watching this you know Mm -hmm. and watching her take off this amazing golf ball and put another one on to change the font and just so much fun and and then i went to town and so that's how i got introduced to office supplies and (laughs) typewriters and that whole part of literature that is so visceral and Uh, yeah so I've been typing on a typewriter since I was since I could walk and yeah Yeah, just amazing so yeah we would lug that thousand pound typewriter that IBM Selectric from one room to the other loved it so much but um, then when I was a teenager I got involved with uh, older older typewriters old Royals and Smith Coronas Mm. and I would go and pick them up whatever and so I had all these wonderful typewriters and then i lived in ireland and i would go to the thrift stores there and they had amazing wonderful german typewriter technology and i brought those you know across the ocean back home and so i have lots of typewriters um mostly manual old manual typewriters some will meet some passerby and they'll say what the, the typewriters the hook right? right they're like oh what is that is it a toaster what kind of thing <laughs> and then we'll go ha ha gotcha right and we'll tell them all about you know this great beast built the west right yeah. built actually by like the the remington folks right ah. it's you know the repeating rifle the repeating mm-hmm. hammer font right. um so Wow. We'll, well, they'll say, Well, what are you doing with it? And we'll say, Because like, I have a group, this Melrose Poetry Bureau, and we'll do uh, workshops together or events together, or we'll just go out singly and just be, you know, some, you know, weirdo at a table at some event. And people will come by and they'll say, You know, what in the world is this? We'll tell them about the typewriter they'll want to touch it can i try so sometimes we bring extra typewriters for the public to use oh, nice. we just did a great residency at the natural history museum our second year running wow. um where we do like summer nights and becoming la and Uh, We'll bring typewriters for the kids to use. They'll get weird after, you know, the kids will like sit on them and, you know, use their elbows to type and, you know, parents saying, no, 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 Jonathan, you know. And But then, of course, the hammer's bent and then you have to take it out to Martine out at International Typewriters and uh, where is he? In San Gabriel. Oh, thank Um, goodness. Yeah. Such a place. Yeah, there there are no more typewriter factories. The last one uh, closed in India some years ago, sadly. But... The, but typewriters have not seen their their last days. Many people all over the world still use typewriters in their businesses. Um, I know that they have to be in law offices, uh, still those great IBMs, because people still have to put forms in and type on them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you often you'll find the only people who have typewriters in business anymore are mom and pops, places around the world. India, they use a lot of typewriters, wow. manual typewriters, um, Lots of them, um, but yeah, attorneys' offices will still have a nice a nice selection of of IBM electrics. Um, we just did a great event at the Music Center uh, called Disco Office, nineteen seventies Disco Office, and we working with a, a Hollywood prop company. They brought in all these amazing old typewriters and goofy looking oh. old desks and you know rotary phones and Rolodexes and you know things that things I love and. And uh, that was a great public-facing event where people got to type their own stuff.
0: Is, is all of this online? Uh, have you, wh- where is it? What's the website?
1: Yeah, our website is the Melrose Poetry Bureau. Actually, I'm sorry, it's www.melrose.melrosepoetrybureau.com dot com. Okay. Melrose Poetry Bureau dot com. Yeah, that's us.
0: How many events are uh, documented on that website?
1: That's a great question. I'm not sure if we've documented all of our events on the website. We've done over, like, we came together um, via our friend and supporter, Meryl Friedman from UCLA. She sort of uh, helped us to to form our little group. Uh, she's a professor over there and a uh, director of certain kinds of, kinds of programming uh, for Royce Hall. And uh, I guess since we got together in 2014, we've probably done 30 events a year. Oh, that's a so yeah. Great. And we did a a wonderful show uh, in 2016, and then another one earlier this year in January 2018 at our other um, great partner uh, venue, the bootleg theater. So yeah, typewriter, typewriter installation, poetry, cabaret night. And uh, (laughs) the first time we did it, I think we had, I don't know, two, two weekend shows and then we sold out. We got another weekend. So it's, it's poetry on the spot. So it's this magical, amazing thing. So it's a very strange hybrid creature. Um, and it works so well when you're one-on-one with somebody at one of these events Mm -hmm. and they tell you one or two things, you have three minutes, you come up with something, some gestalt moment, and then you give it to the person and then they cry, Mm
0: -hmm. right?
1: That's so great because you're engaging their humanity. You're linking up with them forever, as my little daughter would say, five ever, um, and uh you're reminding them like we're not all so alone and i know we're in traffic for three hours a day we can't even get to the beach anymore because it's so far away um they're tearing down all our old buildings um but it it's still us it's still us under all this makeup you know (laughs) it's still me in the girdle right it's still me grandma right right which I love. And poetry um and live performance does that for people. It reminds them. It reminds them that somehow somehow it's going to be okay. We'll get through. We're we'll, going to get through this. Right.
0: That concludes another episode of Visitings. Thanks to Linda Ravenswood for taking the time to speak with us. You can learn more about her work at www.lapoetsociety.org and www.malrosepoetrybureau.com You can find more episodes of Visiting's radio show at SoundCloud, iTunes, and dublab.com or our website, visitings.net If you visit us on SoundCloud or iTunes, please leave a a comment so uh, more people could learn about us. Um, Thanks as always to the Echo Park Film Center and Dub Lab for their support. I'm Alan Nakagawa sitting in my living room in Koreatown saying thank you for listening to Visiting.